anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a peddling fiction podcast broadcasting not as deep behind enemy lines, actually. I'm up in the Yucatan, Mexico, in Merida. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me to recap the shit show that was the midterm elections of 2022 is the one and only Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing too much. Just uh, riding that red wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were trying to surf that red wave, it would have been great beginner surfing. Great little ankle breakers for you. What a what a very disappointing showing for all of the uh, GOP cheerleaders out there. Pretty unbelievable. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. It's uh, I mean, there are some good things that were accomplished, and they're still. It's not an entire entirely a loss, but I don't, yeah, we'll talk about it a little that, bit more. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if that fan is distracting anybody else, but me in the background. For those of you watching the video, I will try to maintain. My focus here. I didn't want to turn on the AC because it's right above me. But I'm uh, I'm broadcasting from this little casita. Actually, it's not really little. It's a nice fucking casita. Which, for those of you who don't, habla español. That's just a little house behind a bigger house. I'm staying with this uh, really cute old couple. They're like eighty. The one guy's from Pakistan. Uh, the lady is American, but she's she worked for the, the DOD teaching uh, English classes or something around the world. They've been very well-traveled. And um, yeah, I'm renting out the the house behind them. It's a really nice space. And as you know, I'm looking for a place to live for like the next probably six months at starting at the beginning of the year, five, five six months. So one of the reasons why I, I picked this place was because I knew that this old couple I I like I might be able to negotiate something if I like the the area and I like the the place I might be able to negotiate some sort of long term rental with them and it would be very easy. Otherwise I probably would have stayed cuz I'm not like right downtown I'm kind of away from the action. So you get a little more space, a little quieter. Um so far so good. Only been here for like a day and a half. Got in late Tuesday night which is why there was no episode Tuesday. Followed the uh, the election pretty closely, I guess. And um, what were your thoughts? I was following it fairly closely as well. I kept track of it throughout the night. Um, the guys that I do the morning show with had some other people on and did a did an election coverage stream Tuesday night. They went for about three three and a half hours and just kept up with what was going on and talked about all of it and. <laughs> 
it was it was entertaining it was uh i wish i could have done that because because it was fun to kind of watch the stuff the arizona election that is still kind of up in the air um talking to people who are close to the situation and know kind of what's going on they say that there's a very high chance that the Republican candidates, uh, Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, end up pulling it out. So um, as of like early counting, they were both behind. But but like with Carrie Lake, if you were watching throughout the night, every time it got updated, she was closer and closer and closer. Like um, the Democrats started out with a big lead and then and the same with Masters. Every time the numbers actually got updated, they were getting closer and closer and closer. So, uh, and I don't know, it sounds like there's a good chance Masters ends up pulling that one out. Um, the Fetterman beating Dr. Oz was, I mean, that's comedy gold. Like you couldn't ask for anything better from like an, an election. Like <laughs> that's... Yeah. I, I, it is perfect for our purposes. Um, not only is it great podcast material, but it's just a great example of how fucking retarded this entire system is and what democracy gives you. I, I it, like <laughs> these people are supposed to represent us. Who is he representing? Brain dead fucking coma victims. It's unbelievable. But yeah, I saw I really couldn't believe that when I saw it. Um and I came in, so I, yeah, I landed at like 9.30 and I had to get a cab and it took me, I got in probably around like uh, 10, like 11 o'clock or something. And so that was the first uh, real coverage that I had started watching. And I think they had already called it for him at that point or close to it, maybe within the next hour or two, they called it for him. And man, I couldn't imagine losing to that fucking guy. That's got to be humiliating. It's a testament to how bad of a candidate Oz was, I think, because like if you if for anybody who's not paid attention to that race at all, like, Fetterman isn't entirely terrible for a Democrat. Like he does have some not in like horrible qualities about him, uh, you know, not physically speaking, like just uh, his his stance on things. He's not completely terrible. I mean, he's bad. But he's not the worst. Oz, on the other hand, for a Republican, uh, pretty close to as bad as you could get. Like oh, yeah. that, yeah. Dude, that dude was not a good candidate. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know why Trump gave him an endorsement. Like I, I just don't, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I did. I honestly didn't follow. The only part of part of it that I followed was the Fetterman half. And just the idea of sending somebody that incompetent into off is just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to, you have to be a special kind of stupid to do, to believe on the one hand, how important government is and our democracy and voting is the sacred thing and we must cherish it and hold it near and dear to our hearts and you know the government of the people by the people for the people the most powerful government in the world like this is a big deal for a lot of people and that's who you're sending over there to get things done right 
We got to get things done. And that's that's who they want in there. It's just incredible to to think about that. There there are actually articles and conversations being had, legitimate, serious conversations about him potentially running for president at some point. Like this is this is the state of the Democratic Party. But yeah, whatever. it's 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 just I, I'm almost speechless, but like, what is next? What if, why, why don't we just get a bunch of fucking messed up people in there? It gets some more Down syndrome people, maybe, you know, people with like completely messed up that have had like half their brain removed. Yeah, yeah you know, we got to represent all of the idiots in America. And yeah, wh- why don't we have more like actual, like really retarded people that the ones that I wouldn't actually make fun of in office, I mean, the, we got to represent everybody, right? What's the uh, what's the town? I can't remember. I think it's in like Minnesota or Michigan that has had a cat as the mayor for over <laughs> right. a decade, and like everything's gone fine. It's like so. It turns yeah. out, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, they just put like two buttons in front of it and see which one it picks. <laughs> or like it's like there's a dog too that's a, a a mayor or something, right? Yeah, it turns out if you don't have a competent. Uh, or if you don't have a uh, politician running things, you just have, you know, some incompetent thing. It all works out pretty well. You don't have somebody that's consciously making bad decisions. Right. So, people just kind of figure it out. It's volunteerism, cooperation, and and people working together to get things done. Not working against people's interests in favor of their own self-interest, which is what everybody in government does. And it's it's why every time it's every year you hear the exact same problems oh we got to do this we got to do that and the problems get worse and worse and worse and every election cycle they talk about the exact same fucking things and what's the and they they don't have any new solutions to any of these problems it's the same fucking uh you know political platitudes and talking points and everything like that <laughs> and then they get they get in there and the lobbyists just fucking write all these fucking bills for them nothing changes uh, the politicians become fucking millionaires. Who was it? Was it Massey that put that put forward the uh, the bill that was the the or the uh, it was the read the bill act that required that they actually? I read. think that was Rand Paul. <laughs> and it got voted down because none of these motherfuckers actually want to read it. Like they don't. Yeah. They don't write well, it. Now we're they starting to like people that actually can't read it. Even <laughs> if it was a one page bill, Fetterman wouldn't be able to get through it. The really, really funny thing. Did you see his acceptance speech? No, I didn't actually realize that he gave one. I thought Ooh. there were. Yeah, he was up on stage with his whole family and he's wearing like, so we make fun of my son because he looks like a hobo like all the time. And basically my son dresses exactly like John Fetterman. Like the dude had on like shorts and a ratty looking hoodie. And I his s- entire family the was whole wearing it. I saw a picture. Yeah. I think I saw a picture of it, but I didn't see the actual speech. Oh, my God. The speech itself was uh, it was what you would expect from somebody with literal brain damage. But like, just the picture, the picture alone. I, I retweeted that and tagged my yeah. wife. I said, look, maybe that's look, where look. I saw it. It might have been on your Twitter. Gives I me might hope have even for, commented on it. Gives me hope for my son. You know, he may not <laughs> he may not be doomed to failure. He can grow up to be a. A Democrat politi- a Democratic senator in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's such a fucking 
douchey look too. It's like that guy that always wears like shorts and flip-flops no matter how cold it gets. It's like, oh, my legs don't get cold. So I can just go out here in the fucking winter because I'm such a hard ass. Uh, Like that's going to get him laid or something. It's like the dumbest fucking mentality ever. But he thinks it's like, yeah, I don't, my my feet don't get cold. So I wear flip-flops and like fucking shorts just past my knees in uh, February. Uh, all right. Yeah. You fucking moron. Yeah. What a dumb look. And yeah, he's just such a, <laughs> he's an eyesore. I don't know. He like, he's almost the male equivalent of a fucking Lori Lightfoot. Not quite as bad. I want more John Fetterman's. I mean, everybody it's been said, it's been said a lot in our circles. Like this is, this is perfect. This is what we want because it makes such a clear mockery of everything that this, thing is supposed to represent yeah it's like if if somebody who's that bad that can't even formulate full fucking sentences that like has literal brain damage and looks like an ogre on top of it can get into office then it's it's a joke (laughs) each each election the politicians get dumber and more embarrassing each generation the american people get dumber and more embarrassing and now we have the was it Gen Z? Is that the generation that can vote now? And we had like the first twenty five year old get elected to the House. That's going to work out real well. I, I mean, we need to raise the fucking voting age. I, I'm sorry, you, you have to be like thirty five to vote. These kids today are unbelievably uh, not just stupid but naive and. I can't imagine what the what the next generate like the Gen Zs are gonna bring in, uh, you know, to Washington. It's gonna be fucking terrible. Microaggressions, woke culture, like gone just off the fucking deep end. Well, and did you see? Have you seen the the demographic breakdowns for exit polling and stuff like that? Like, not just there are some that are in. Uh, I saw some from Arizona earlier today, but like if you look at the overall voting demographics and and the way it all breaks down, the ones who predominantly vote for Democrats are 18 to 25 year olds or single women, Uh, married married women um, tend to lean towards Republicans. it's like 20 i want to say it's 28 and up especially 35 and up tend to lean towards republicans but like the really young demographics and single women are almost exclusively democrats yeah yeah well and that was uh one of the big you know pillars of fetterman's platform was the abortion issue which some people are claiming that's why we didn't see uh the red wave that everybody was expecting I don't know if there's one issue that that caused that or if it's like a confluence of of things that we can kind of get into. But what a dumb fucking like single issue voters like really piss me off. I mean, I guess it depends on the issue. Like if it was like the Federal Reserve or something, it's like, all right, I get it. But abortion, it's like if you think having a baby is going to ruin your life. Wait until you see what Fetterman of the world do when they get into office. I mean, it's not that hard to not have a baby. I'm sorry. It just isn't. There's like 10 different ways to not do it. And it's just like, that's your issue. You're, you're, and most of the people that vote for it, like, aren't even getting abortions. They think that other people need them. 
And so they're voting for them or something. It's just like, that is the, the dumbest issue to vote on. Yeah, one of them. Uh, yeah, definitely well, top and then dumbest issues. On that topic, a lot of states had different constitutional amendments or uh, like bills or acts that were on the ballot that pertained to abortion. And whatever like Republican lobby group is writing these bills and these constitutional amendments, they need to be fired. They are terrible. Every one of these constitutional amendments or acts that is written up and gets put on the ballot as far as like um, abortion rights go, they're all terribly worded. They're incredibly confusing. Uh, you have no idea what you're supposed to vote. And then they end up getting they end up getting defeated because it's the thing isn't done right. Like if you can't explain it to a five year old, then you've done a terrible job of creating your legislation. Right. Yeah. No, you've talked about that before on, on the show too, when when this topic comes up. I, I never read that shit, but I'll it's take just, your word for it. <laughs> I read too much legislation because I do like to see what 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 it is that people are actually voting on and especially the stuff that's put forward by Republicans. Like I, I feel like Republicans are, they try to make it sound nice, but really they just need to say what they're fucking saying and make it very obvious and plain because they try to make it, they try to gussy it up and make it sound pretty, but then they fuck up the message and nobody knows what, what's going on. It's right. And, well, and then the, you know, the, the Democrats and the corporate press are, are just going to fucking, you know, straw man it, mislabel it anyway. And say like, oh, they're coming after your reproductive rights or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. What, yeah, why they why they bother with all like the confusing legal jargon and shit like that. Just anyway, what do you think is going to happen with this? Do you think they're going to flip the Senate? Worst case scenario, or I guess worst case scenario, if you're opposed to Democrats, worst case scenario is it ends up being forty eight fifty two or. 4951 like the the democrats hold a narrow margin uh best case scenario it's 50-50 if masters wins walker ends up winning the runoff then i think that'll put it back to a 50-50 split the important thing about this see they're all talking about how the red wave crashed because fetterman uh, basically the entire basis of <laughs> red wave of the red wave crashing is because Fetterman won and Masters was trailing in early counting. Like that's it. Because the Republicans still took the house. The Republicans held on to every governorship that they had before. Stacey Abrams lost badly. Beto lost Shocking. badly. Shocking. Charlie Crist lost badly. Like everywhere that the Democrats dumped millions upon millions upon millions of dollars into trying to unseat these Republican governors, they got absolutely smacked. So, and not only that, but the Republican in New York put on a really good showing and the Republican in Oregon put on a really good showing. And that's still too close to call uh, with like 83% of the vote counted. Uh, so like there's still a like off chance that Oregon ends up with the first Republican governor that they've had, like that ever. would be wild. Yeah, I've been to Oregon. That's a very fucking 
very liberal place, uh, at least in like the Portland area around there. Um, out in the sticks, I think you get a little more. Well, and then on some of the other races, like JD Vance won pretty pretty handily, and that was like that was a big race that um, early on the Democrats were kind of they were really picking on Vance and going after him because he had a great campaign ad where he said, "Are you a racist?" <laughs> and like, he's like, "That's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna call us." So. May as well lean into it or something to that effect, which is what I've been saying too. But uh, so they really went after him hard, and in early polling and stuff, it looked like he wasn't going to do all that well, and he ended up winning pretty handily. So like, there were some big moments for the right. They took the house, which is the most important thing that they needed to do, and they kept all of the governorships that they were being most uh, heatedly contested on. So um, it's not an like it's not entirely a loss. It was just Fetterman won. That's like that's kind of the <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. I I think they were they were expecting the. I mean, a lot of people were conditioned to think that the the Senate was up for grabs. I I thought they would take it. Um, and I'm just, you know, I tweeted out. I think it's that. I think it's H. L. Mencken quote where it's just like nobody ever went broke underestimating the stupidity of the american people <laughs> it's just like dude you have no idea how dumb we can be and the you know the dumb ideas that people will support in the name of i, I you know i just don't get it like just to get there just so that the democrat like it's that important that no matter who you're voting for that your team wins the race i couldn't imagine supporting somebody you know these are people that were embarrassed by donald trump in office like that was the biggest thing like he was so embarrassing on the national stage and this is a guy that i mean if you had him and biden having a conversation together look out <laughs> i mean you'd be better off talking to a fucking two-year-old you could run you could run that as a comedy special yeah yeah that should be a uh a saturday night live skit but they'll, they'll never do it they they never make fun of fucking Biden and Democrats like that. That would be fucking hilarious. Uh, and so let's see. We also had big wins in Florida. DeSantis just fucking annihilated. He won by like over like a million and a half votes or something. Yeah, it ended up being like a 60-40 split. It wasn't even close. Yeah. And so I, I saw Donald Trump gave like a put on like an event or something to brag about himself and to congratulate all the candidates that he endorsed. Didn't even mention DeSantis. <laughs> it's like the biggest win of the night. Trump, we can talk about this a little bit more uh, later on, but Trump is going to be a problem uh, coming out of this. Like the, the Republicans are going to have to figure out what they're going to do with him. I did want to, um, speaking of governor races, uh, that weren't all that close. Like we talked about, Stacey Abrams got smacked. Uh, there was there was a really interesting statistic that was coming out in the exit polling that uh, that black men were largely voting for Brian Kemp, not voting for Stacey Abrams. Uh, she was losing pretty badly in the black male demographic. Like black dudes just don't like her. No, I can't. I mean. 
I don't know anybody like there's people that support her, but I don't know why she has like no likable qualities as far as I'm concerned, other than the, you know, from the Democrat perspective, she checks that black woman. Okay. Yeah. These are the people that they just, that are only put forth because of their, like the dumbest, most basic reasons, their skin color, their gender, even though gender is like, you know, fluid and up to you. Uh, I'm. I don't know when skin color is going to become fluid. We working our way towards that. I know we had that. Uh, what was that chick's name? Dolezal, who was like oh, identifying yeah. as a black woman or something. <laughs> she took a lot of heat for it. She yeah. was just that. She was a little ahead of her time. Give it. Give it another. Uh, <laughs> another couple of years with Gen Zers, and you'll be able to change your skin color. I gotta find it. There's a. There's a really really hilarious video of and she is dead serious it's a very dark complected black girl that she sounds as white as they come and she does not identify as a black woman she is a suburban white girl and like she goes into all of the details like she explains all of it how how and why and the way she does her hair and everything because she is not black she is a white girl I saw an opposite video of this chick trying to make herself black. Like she was getting super tan and then she was getting like fake tits and ass. And it was like the funniest thing. I couldn't tell if it was like a troll or if she was being serious. I think she was being serious and she wasn't American. She was, she had like a foreign accent, but she was like, yeah, I'm making, I'm turning myself black. And then she was like getting all of these like really stereotypical that like lip injections and Oh man, I gotta find that video. Somebody sent it to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the this is just getting completely bonkers. And yeah, Beto is Beto just are, Beto and Stacey Abrams need to throw in the towel. You've never won anything. You've never even come close to winning anything. The only thing you've won is the approval of the corporate press. And I don't even know how they did that. I think this is probably it for definitely for beto maybe it, this may be it for stacy too because they've you know they've kind of they've ridden this horse as far as they can take it and it's not gotten them anywhere so and and i mean it was record amounts of money that was dumped into stacy abrams campaign and beto's campaign like they they spent a lot and and really didn't even come close uh, the, the fact that Stacey Abrams didn't come close after all of the buildup that they've been pushing, putting behind her for the last four years. I, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a square peg in a round hole. Nobody fucking wants it. And it doesn't matter how much money you throw at things. You have to, you have to have like this it factor that the, the corporate press and Democrats, especially, I guess Republicans too, aren't really good at picking uh, like charismatic candidates as well. But like these people are just terrible. They're not even good at being like fake politicians. They're they're horrible at it. And well, it's like, like oh, God, I want to say like on the money side of things, like the Abrams campaign, um, there was like a big fundraising weekend for for both candidates back a few months ago. And huge, huge, like multiple millions of dollars came in for for both of them 
But when you went and looked at the donors and like where the money came from, I think it was like 85 or 86% of the donations for Stacey Abrams came from out of state, from big like DNC donors and corporations and stuff like that. Whereas 82% of Brian Kemp's donations came from like real people in the state of Georgia. Like when you, when you look at the, when you look at those numbers transposed next to each other and like all of Brian Kemp's money came from actual voters in Georgia and all of Stacey Abrams <laughs> money came from DNC backers all across the country. Like, you know, you knew then what was going to happen. Like if you had any, any amount of sense, it's like, okay, people in Georgia don't give a shit about Stacey Abrams. It's the DNC that that's actually pushing her and cares about her. Yeah. yeah I was, uh, I was joking on Twitter about, um, you know, people talking about, oh, this is like a referendum on Roe v. Wade. And I was like, no, no, it's actually inflation <laughs> because Stacey Abrams says you can fight inflation by getting abortions. She literally <laughs> said that too. Those literal words that came out of her mouth. Yeah. You're worried about inflation, get an abortion. It, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, a fantastic, a, a fantastic idea. Totally rooted in sound economic theory. And not morally bankrupt at all. <laughs> oh God, it is uh, this whole display, you know. And there's this huge push around, like, oh, we got to trust the results, and you know, have faith in the process, and every vote's going to be counted. And then you you pull back the curtain, and you and now that we have like cell phone videos and everything, and people streaming stuff and putting it on the internet. It's like, wow, this this whole process is absolutely absolutely ridiculous. How could anybody have, have faith in this process? Have have these issues been going on forever and we just never knew I about think it? So and I think that's you know, more so than just like what the politicians say, like, oh, you know, like peaceful transfer of power and democracy and all that. I just think they don't want us to realize how fucking incompetent they are. Like this is. Yeah, the the supposedly the most sacred thing ever, and they have no idea how to do it. it. It's like every year, every election year, it's like their first time doing it or something, and, and they seem to be getting worse at it. Yeah, I, they, I, don't think this, I don't think they're actually counting shit. They're just going by whatever exit polling is, and then they uh, they sit around, they shuffle some shit around, and they're like, okay, uh, four not. million for him and three million for him, and and that's why they make it take so long because they're pretending to count. <laughs> it's like if they're actually counting, they'd be done like that day. But because they're not, they're like, yeah, we, let's make this look good. Like we're really crossing our t's, dotting our eyes, counting every single ballot. I mean, and this is the modern U.S. education system we're talking about. We probably don't have people that can actually count doing any of this stuff. Have you seen the people that are like when they show the the people counting, uh, allegedly counting? I mean, they just they look stupid. I, I think you have to be stupid to to do that. Like what? Who in their right mind would just want to count ballots? You have nothing better to do. And watching those videos come out of it was Arizona, right? That was just a complete shit show. Uh, was it Mar Maricopa County or whatever? Just like complete and utter disaster. The machines were broken. Like twenty five percent of the machines were misreading the ballot. And when that happens, you just like write something in a box and then you drop it into like a separate box, like a box attached to the machine, and they assure you that they're going to count your vote. 
Totally. And that, that's totally good. And that's all you get. You just get like some lady at the polling station saying, like, oh, don't worry, we're gonna count it. That's it. You don't get like a fucking receipt or something. Uh, how about like an email afterwards? Be like, hey, we counted your vote. This is what we this is what we put you down for. Nothing like every time I buy something online, I get all these fucking confirmations, text message confirmations, email confirmations. And it's just for nothing. You know, like you go to Costco and you get a fucking receipt emailed to you. In 2016, I wrote in Daryl Castle, the Constitution Party candidate for president. And uh, and then I went back and checked the reg- the voting registry afterwards to see who all had votes cast for them and everything. And like, I know they counted at least some write-in ballots because or write-in candidates because Evan McMullah, the guy that ran for uh, Senate this year in Utah, he had some votes, and he was not on the ballot. He was a write-in, but. There were no votes for Daryl Castle. And I know me and at least two other people wrote him in. And then I was like, so my vote literally did not get counted. What the fuck? I, yeah. I sent letters to I sent letters to the uh the election board or whatever in here in the state. And I never got anything back. Like nobody said anything. It's like, sorry, we didn't count your vote. We'll take care of that later. And nothing nothing. It was just like, fuck you. You didn't vote for <laughs> the right candidate. So I mean, it is a testament to just how little they value the American people that they don't, they don't take this shit seriously. They they can't possibly take it seriously with this approach. I mean, they're using machines that look like they're older than me. None of them work. They're, it's like, oh, th- these machines are broken. This is broken. Like how I don't care who you're voting for. Like, how could you have any faith in this system that you all proclaim to hold so near and dear to your heart? I mean, they wax on and on about voting and democracy. This is all so important. And then this is the this is the system. You can mail in something with no like I don't even know how you do uh, ID when you just mail in your ballot. You sign it. They do like signature verification or something. How do they know what your signature looks like? Yeah. So, I mean, you would think if this was so important that there would be some improvement to the voting process. I haven't voted in 20 years. I voted once 20 years ago when I turned 18. I don't see myself voting anytime in the future, but it looks exactly the same to me from what I remember. It's like some weird ass old looking computer thing and you go in there and you select your thing and I'm I'm pretty sure I had to show ID at the time. I mean, I was really offended too, by the way. It's very hard to get ID. It was, it was a struggle and I it just, you know, I don't like this voter suppression. Uh, but th- nothing has changed. And it's like it takes them weeks now to count these votes. How is this how is this still the process with all of the technology we allegedly have? I mean, how do we just not have like accounts? You know, like you, I have all these different accounts. Every fucking airline I've ever flown, I have a fucking account where you you create a fucking account, a password, you log in. Why isn't there just like a fucking government? Everyone just has a fucking voting account. You have to register to vote. Why aren't we registering on some fucking app? And then you just have a vote. Everybody registers. They know like what what is the registry? Like, what are we doing here? 
what do you re- like what what happens when you register to vote? I don't know if they tell you the place to go. Like, yeah. Why, why and can't why you is just... it two separate things? Like, why isn't it, you just vote when you register? <laughs> like, out of the whole thing is just absolutely retarded. It doesn't make any sense. And the, the idea that this is going to take uh, another week or so until we figure out who wins Arizona and Nevada, it's all so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous and yet so sacred. We can't fucking question it. Well, in Georgia, Georgia does the somebody has to get 50 percent. So that gets to go to runoff, which means they get to come back a month from they get to come back a month from now and do it all over again. Yeah. And it's God, what a fucking what a great display of government competency. I I mean, again, just to put this in perspective, these are people that are going to uh fix the climate. They are going to make healthcare more affordable, housing affordable, education more affordable. You know, they're going to make sure that you uh, you live out your life in dignity and take care of you from cradle to grave. These are the people. This is this is what we're going with here. The ones that can't figure out how to count some ballots in under a week and count it correctly with like the margin of error on these machines is like astonishing. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, 25% of these are getting misread. They have one video from Arizona. At 25%, that is incredibly high for a fucking problem to have. That's uh, For those of you, you know, the voters out there that voted for Fetterman, that is one out of four. <laughs> and what's really crazy about Arizona is the writing was on the wall for this for a while. Like um, during the midterm or during the uh, primaries, it was miscounting stuff for Carrie Lake and for uh, Blake Masters. Like they were trying to keep them from, <laughs> I, I say this like it's some conspiracy theory. Things were not going in a normal manner. There was odd circumstances around the primaries, specifically with votes not getting counted correctly that were being cast for Carrie Lake and Blake Masters. So to come around to the election itself and start to see that stuff cropping up immediately, like immediately, as soon as as soon as people started hitting the polls. They were videoing it, showing this stuff malfunctioning and not working properly. It's like, there you there you have it. The of fix course. is in. Like, and I mean, how can anybody ever trust that any of these elections are legitimate ever again? Well, and then if you question it, you're a conspiracy theory. But it's, dude, you don't get a receipt for your vote. I mean, you should always get – I used to work in, in paint stores and shit, and they would always – like I would tell, could tell customers and shit, like always get a receipt. Because if you don't get a fucking receipt, I can fuck around in the computer and like steal money from the company. You have to get a receipt. And every time you buy something, you get a receipt. It does, you buy a fucking pack of gum from Walgreens. They give you a piece of paper that proves that you bought it. And then you have a copy and the store has a copy. This is This is the most important thing, the most sacred fucking aspect of the religion of the state. And no receipt. No, nothing. Just an assurance that we're going to count your vote. 
I'm sorry if I don't believe you. It's well, a, it's incredible, then, man. Well, and then talking about like the the voting demographics and like the 18 to 25 year old, how much they lean Democrat. I that's that's a testament to the Democrats have done exactly what they intended to do by taking over the schools over the last yeah 30 years. Impression also, yeah. but then also like. 18 year olds shouldn't be allowed to vote. I, like they're kids. 25 is 25 should be the cutoff, in my opinion. Like at a minimum, 25. I would if say a minimum, yeah. A minimum. At, and now we have 25 year olds going into the fucking House of Representatives. Well, like it's so much diversity now. Yeah. Right. If you're not old enough to be elected to a position, then you shouldn't have to vote or should you shouldn't get to vote. And I I don't think I should have been voting when I was 20, 18, 20 years old. Like that was I was no. a dumbass. I didn't know what I I I have also uh I think that there should be a lot of stipulations on voting. It's everybody should have the right to vote, but not everybody should have the ability to. You should have to show ownership of something, even if it's just you own a car. Like you should you should be paying tax property taxes on something. That way you have a you have skin in the game. So if you don't own a house or land or a car, then you're ineligible. If you, I think you should have to pass some sort of a test. Like just, just like, it's going to be like, what are, the names, <laughs> what are the names of the candidates running? Because how many people would walk in and don't have a single fucking clue who anybody is that's running? They just walk in and they either push R or they push D. They could not tell you who they voted for. They pushed R or they pushed D. Yeah. I, no, it's it's pathetic. You should have to pass a test that, that it indicates that you actually know what it is you're voting on and and you've you've you have some sort of investment in the in the thing. Yeah. Well, you see, that's that's racist because people of color can't pass those tests. It's like, dude, it, it's so funny to watch them reveal exactly how fucking actually racist they are. Or just like, are oh no, that... black people can't read. Yeah, it's like, are you saying they're too dumb to pass your really basic test? It's like, well, that's what you're implying. Or they can't get ID. They can't do like the most basic fucking function. They don't know how society. to use computers. Like, it's just like, wow, you really think low of these people. The the soft bigotry of low expectations is on full display. It's it's incredible, man. It's just like, oh no, poor people can't do that. Black people can't do that. They're too stupid. They're too incompetent. They can't scrounge up. Like, what is an ID cost? I think it's like 50 bucks or something every five years or six years. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. If you don't have $50 to your name, you can't save up $50 over five years. You don't get to vote in this kind of system where you can vote to steal from other people. Uh, the rest that's, of an ex life. that's an expensive ass Illinois. I think here in Indiana, it's like 15 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I live in the most fucking corrupt counties and like Cook County is one of the most corrupt counties in the fucking uh, nation, but there's something in New Jersey that's maybe a little more uh, corrupt, but geez. Yeah. It's insane. It's, oh, it's absolutely. Speaking of, insane. speaking of your corrupt County, uh, did you see where 27 counties in Illinois passed dividing the state, like splitting Illinois into two States? I didn't see that. No, like it's it's enough. It is getting enough uh, traction that it 
has the potential to be a ballot initiative in 2023. That's interesting. Were they just going to divide it like north and south or what? Uh, sort of, kind of. Yeah, it wasn't exactly that that clean of a split, but yeah, pretty much. And for those of you not familiar with Illinois, like Chicago and the rest of Illinois are very, very different places. Now, yeah, Southern Illinois is hillbilly country. Like it's, it's oh, yeah. my yeah, it is. I used to have to go down there to play baseball every uh, every spring. And yeah, there's a lot of fucking rednecks down there. Hillbilly boy country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, you just <laughs> a few hours north of there, you get fucking Chicago. And it's the, these cities. It, it's it's so bizarre, man, how different um, these places are. And I, I don't know, this system is just so unworkable. It's so unworkable. And I think that when you look at the voting and all the gerrymandering that goes on and all the shenanigans behind it, it just shows how unworkable this is. This is not a good way to run society. I'm sorry. And the idea that these people actually represent you or something is just the biggest, one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves. And when you look at, speaking of the gerrymandering, like when you look at the way some of these districts are drawn and stuff, like what the fuck how they're the only way that they're coming up with this is because they know how certain people in certain areas vote and so they draw the lines to yeah it's not like one line across it's like we're gonna do this area and then draw a line over there they know exactly how yeah where their people are and when there's a there's a great um a great video by uh anthony davies who does the, he does like the words and numbers podcast now, but this is like, he's teaching a, a class. I, I forget. He's at uh, like George Mason university. I forget where he teaches, but he does like a whole breakdown of, of voting, not from like an ANCAP perspective, but just to show you like how flawed these systems are and, and just this idea of like representation. And he does it. Yeah. He showed like the most gerrymandered, place it was uh, i think it was a county in uh in uh new jersey or something and it was wild what they did with it and it just completely changed how how you were actually quote unquote represented it was really funny my uh my buddy phil i was showing him our our district and and uh like region maps for for the state for the uh like the state house and the state senate here in indiana and when I was showing him the maps, he goes, wait, why the fuck is that place being lumped in with that place and that place? Like, they're not even close to each other. What's going on here? It's like, ah, welcome to the wild world of gerrymandering. Like, it was just, it was completely blowing his mind because he was not a political person at all. He had he had never, like, looked at that sort of stuff. So I was showing when I was showing him the maps, it was just, like, dumbfounding. And that's, if people, if the average person read legislation and understood what they were reading, looked at the maps and saw the way this stuff is being drawn, like actually paid attention to the process and the way it's working, they would be fucking outraged. Like that's they would, they would become anarchists. <laughs> yeah. It, that's what pisses me off is like I do this because I think it's interesting to look at and to see how they do this stuff. And also because I want to be able to show people like, look, this is what, this is like the chicanery that goes on to, to make, you know, democracy work. Yeah. They, they are cooking the books. (sighs) Yeah. I remember 
I was uh, I was waiting for a bus on my way back from work back in Chicago a few years ago, and some lady was going around with a petition to like end gerrymandering or something, and she's asking for people to sign it. I didn't sign it because like I don't have time to like fucking actually look into what I'm signing, but I knew what she was talking about, and I'm looking around at like the rest of the people at this bus stop, and nobody knew what gerrymandering was. And then I had to like she had to like explain it. She's like, no, like this is a uh, politicians are like redrawing the line, blah, blah, blah. And, and everyone's like, oh, okay, I'll sign it. And I was just like, oh my God. That's why voters need to be given a test. You need to be able to pass the test that shows that you have at least a minimum basic understanding of what you're voting on and voting about because nobody does. Like the number of people who should be eligible to vote should be cut in half at least. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Well, and people don't actually believe in this shit either. Like if I just, we're talking about counting votes. If they just came out and they didn't count any votes, but they elected the person that you liked and they just declared it, would anybody that claims to care about democracy be upset? Of course not. You just want your person in there. You don't give a shit if all the votes are counted. And they don't care how, you know, how corrupt uh, the gerrymandering is or how broken the machines are. As long as it works in their favor, it's democracy and it's wonderful. It's, uh, <laughs> oh man, this I mean, is, that is the history of democracy. This is what we are seeing now is the way it always goes. Yeah. And it's not producing like even remotely acceptable outcomes by anybody's standard. Like nobody is happy with uh, Joe Biden's performance or anything like the idea that this wasn't uh, a massive like red wave that everybody was expecting, I guess, is is pretty interesting because normally the midterms are sort of a referendum on the on the presidency, right? And he has horrible numbers, and nobody that voted for him they're not really happy with. They were expecting a red wave too, and you we were kind of talking about this. I think it was on Twitter or whatever. They're like bragging about. Like, oh, we got our ass kicked, but it wasn't like a complete annihilation. And so they're like, you know, doing a fucking victory dance over Republicans. I watched like Rachel Maddow on election night and she was like giddy because this is like, oh, you're so much for your red wave. Blah, blah. I was like, dude, you lost the fucking how like you were saying like this is you lost. Yeah, you just didn't like get slaughtered. <laughs> right. It's like. Hey, they didn't completely annihilate us. Take a victory lap. We we did great. It's like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, and like rub it in. It's just like, what? Yeah, this is so bizarre. Oh. Yeah, I, it just, it boggles my mind how, okay, they didn't take the Senate. They took the most important thing because the way legislation works is, or the way this whole system is designed to work is they put together the bills and stuff in the House and then it gets either passed or not. But if it gets passed in the House, then it gets kicked up to the Senate, and then the Senate gets the final say, and they can either pass it or not. So with Republicans taking control of the House, now that means none of the Democratic bullshit is going to be coming out of the House to go to the Senate. It'll only be Republican bills that come out of the House, and then they're going to go to the Senate and they're going to get shot down, except that not all of them are going to get shot down because you still got uh, Joe Manchin and a handful of others who are going to side with 
certain things. So it's still going to probably be a draw more often than not. So like you, you really aren't like the system is going to work the way the founding fathers intended in that it's not going to work. Like that, that was the point of the, the way the Republic was designed was that government would be this thing that did nothing. And, and then it all falls to the States. That's why States rights were so important is the federal government is supposed to be there to, to basically, uh, have a pissing match and accomplish nothing and let the states figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gridlock in Washington is a wonderful thing. We don't want every time they do something, you become less free with each piece of legislation, unless it's abolishing departments or something, which never happens. Uh, you're, you're losing freedoms. Uh, you just are. And this new narrative that they've come up with, in government schools, you know, that they they sort of propagandize kids from uh, kindergarten on is we need to, first of all, really respect these politicians. They're to be revered and they're, you know, they walk on water, their shit doesn't smell. And we need people in Washington to get things done. And every time they talk about a politician, like, like, oh, well, what has he ever done? Where's his signature legislation? It's just like, that is not the mark of a good politician. Uh, you want the politician that voted no for everything. That was like the the thing with Ron Paul. It was like, yeah, they asked him, why do you vote no on all of these bills? He's like, because I read them. <laughs> right. I don't even have to read them. Uh, whatever the fucking the title is, I'm assuming the opposite is what the bill does. And uh, I'm voting no. Unless it's abolishing the Federal Reserve, I'm voting no. It's, it's that simple. Um, what, what is it? Mass, Massey and a couple others put together uh, legislation every year that it's just like one line. It's but uh, as of whatever date the Department of Education will be abolished. Right. <laughs> yeah. They put it forward every year and it hasn't taken off yet. But by God, one of these days. Yeah, well, I, I mean, how can you argue with the results of the Department of Education? I, I wonder how many voters realize that it's only been around since the 70s. So Nobody. somehow, yeah, somehow we managed to get education for hundreds of years before that. Well, Some might argue a better education. Nobody, nobody knows where the income tax came from. Nobody knows where the Department of Education came from. Nobody knows where any of these departments of all this other dumb bullshit came from. Like, and they and they don't care to find out when it came when it came about or or why it came about that's the even more damning thing for all of these departments and all of these different things that have just been created out of uh bureau bureaucratic thin air is why they came about was to create more control and more fines and more levies and more ways that the government can control you and take your money and like every time you look at this stuff like nobody knows any of these things we in the information age, the highest crime should be to be un uninformed, and we have got a, a lot of incredibly, in like, criminally uninformed people in this country. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it is a goddamn shame, and it's, it's so hard for people now, especially these, you know, our generation and younger to kind of picture things without without the Department of Education, without the Department of Commerce and Agriculture. Like these things just happened on their own. 
commerce just happens between people because we figured out that that's the best way to advance your standard of living. We don't need some fucking agency out there gumming up the works and taking a huge cut of everything. I, I, it's 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 just incredible to to look back and and not be able to realize that these things happened before. And it was like, you know, I always use the analogy of like government jumping in front of a parade and pretending to lead it down the street. Like they're already marching down the street and then government comes along and be like, look, I'm leading this parade. You need me to do this. Like, no, 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 we were already, we're fine. We're already marching right along. No problems. You're not doing anything, but they're taking all the fucking credit and being in front and it's bullshit. You don't need any of that. And the sooner you you realize that, the, the better off you'll be. It's one of the reasons why I don't vote. I'm I'm really hopeful that Republicans holding the House, Democrats still having the Senate, and basically a uh, geriatric mess in the executive office where you can't really take him seriously. Um, hopefully it will put enough of a gridlock on things that, and Republicans did, did really well on state levels. Um, so, so like, yeah, like the Senate, the Senate was a push, but everywhere else, like the Republicans did actually make up ground on, on different things. And then on, uh, on state level type politics, which with a, Congress in gridlock in Washington, the state is going to be more important. So that's where you're going to get your actual meaningful legislation. Like that's where constitutional carry is going to come from. That's where uh, abortion bills are going to actually come from. Like Indiana has constitutional carry now and a effective abortion ban. Um, six weeks, I believe it is, which is, I mean, I'm cool. That's a, I'm yeah, cool with that. that's a tight window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I was good with 15, like it's whatever. Um, I'm obviously I'm not getting an abortion and neither is my wife, uh, my kids. I, n- none of the girls seem to have any interest in ever having kids. So I don't think we got to worry about um, any of that coming about at any time ever. So like, I don't have a lot of skin in that game. So it doesn't matter to me, but like, the state level is where things are going to actually happen. So having picked up seats in a lot of places, the Republicans now have a chance to shore up stuff and and solidify things in some of these states. And, and like uh, the guy who ran for the Libertarian Party in Florida, like he was complaining about DeSantis not doing constitutional carry and some other stuff. It's like, OK, well, that's cool. But like running for governor doesn't accomplish anything with that. Like run for run for state legislature, win a seat in the House, win a seat in the state Senate, get in there and actually like put forth legislation and make the change at that level. Because then, uh, for instance, here in Indiana, after COVID, the governor went locked down. He disbanded the the legislature and wouldn't let them meet. So when they came back in 2021, they stripped him of his emergency powers. He now no longer has any of those powers. Because the legislature came in and said, "You, that's not the way that the state was intended to be run by our Constitution. What you did was unconstitutional. So 
we are taking your emergency powers away. You don't have those anymore. Like, if you want to actually make changes and you want to actually like be able to run your state in a meaningful way, get in the legislature, pass stuff. And if you do have a bad Democrat governor, make them ineffective by having a good legis state legislature that negates them. Like that's the way you win in this system. And like running for running for governor as a third party or, or running for, you know, state house or state, you know, congressional positions at, to go at, you know, at the national level that accomplishes nothing. Like actually get in and make change in your state where it, where it matters, run for sheriff, run for mayor, like, um, yeah. local yeah. sheriffs have a lot of power yeah they do and it's not as sexy for some reason as like you know presidency is always the biggest deal and the national stage but yeah when you get right down to it um, the real change does happen on the local level and that's the easiest way to get things accomplished a lot of I think a lot of the reasons why some of these uh, states that uh, people were expecting a red wave in a lot of those people moved to Texas and and Florida, and then that's why we saw huge wins for like DeSantis just completely crushed them because all of those people are now you know they moved from a, the the states around there maybe a blue state into a red state, and I think that's maybe uh you know part of the reason why that you know the the red wave didn't materialize in certain places that people were expecting. A lot of people think it's a referendum, like they want to get rid of Trump, as you were saying, like he needs to fucking step aside, let DeSantis uh, run in 2024. I, I mean, I think that would be a good move for the Republicans. I think I don't think Florida is in danger of electing somebody that's not going to be another DeSantis. I think the people that are there now uh, are going to demand a certain uh, type of candidate on the local level. So I wouldn't, if I was a Republican, I wouldn't be worried that like uh, sending DeSantis to the White House would, would, we might lose the state or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the Trump back candidates didn't do great. There were, so there were certain candidates that Trump backed like after the fact, like they won and then, and then he, and then like, he added them to the tally. I saw he's like, yeah. we're 124 and nine or something. Yeah. There were a lot that he, he kind of like, he jumped on the bandwagon after they had already won and said, and then he gave them his endorsement. Um, like JD Vance was one of those, like that he, he endorsed Vance after like Vance really never had anything to do with Trump. Uh, Trump threw his endorsement on there after it looked like Vance was a pretty sure lock to win his primary. Like Oz was Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, Herschel Walker in Georgia. Like these were some of the big Trump endorsed candidates and they weren't good candidates. Like Herschel Walker is a bad candidate. Dr. <laughs> Oz was a bad candidate. Like the, re the reason they lost was not because the red wave failed. It's because these were bad candidates. And I mean, Walker still may win like, the, the runoff, there's chatter that the runoff could go his way. So like, you know, there's still a chance that even a, a really bad candidate like that might win. But like the, a lot of the Trump back guys were, they just straight up weren't good candidates. Like, and I, I don't understand the logic behind, um, I don't understand the logic behind him backing them. 
and I don't understand the logic behind the Republican Party supporting them. Uh, that it makes no sense. Yeah. I think maybe it has something to do with like the celebrity aspect of it. Because Donald Trump had like good celebrity. It was, you know, that was a, a big reason why people uh, voted for him and, you know, Herschel Walker, Dr. O- I don't know. Yeah, it's, I didn't follow those races pretty cl- very closely, but from just uh, a very, uh, I don't know, uh, shallow uh, shallow interest in it 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 did look like they were just fucking buffoons all of them but uh, apparently republicans don't just vote for no matter what buffoon you put in front of them is that is that the problem they they voted like third party or something if they didn't like dr oz yeah and democrats are just like i'm voting democrat doesn't matter if this guy (laughs) let's just put like a blind deaf mute in there and they'll vote for him actually that would probably make a perfect politician uh, yeah, you just get up there and you wave. Helen Keller. Where are all the blind, deaf, mutes in the Senate? Yeah. Uh, That'd be my favorite politician. You wouldn't have to listen to any fucking bullshit speeches. Yes, that is the problem, is that Republicans and like moderates and independents actually have a nuanced opinion. And if they look at the if they look at both candidates, they're like, no, those are both shit. Then they'll go vote for somebody else. Whereas like the the left is hardcore left like it is that is it that is their religion is to punch that d whereas republicans generally speaking are not as religious about it it's uh they tend to be more religious about really religion and they vote their conscience so like that's that's where it, yeah that's where it gets to well also uh, because like you were saying the demographics they tend to be older they they think i mean there are Ask, like they've lived a life, they have a, a job, they have a family, they have property or something, and they have issues to think about. Uh, 18 to 25 year olds are just fucking seals. They're, they're lemmings. Uh, they've, they've never been out in the real world. And they, they've been told that, you know, Republicans are evil racists. So anybody that votes for them is a horrible person. So you just vote Democrat. And yeah, it's, oh God, I, I think we should get rid of this whole system. But to the extent that we have it, raise the age of everything for fuck's sake these kids should not have control over anybody's rights Uh, but if they do at least wait till they're in their fucking 30s or something the idea of having a 25 year old uh i guess maybe now i'm just becoming like a cranky old man but a 25 year old in the fucking house of representatives they're like, oh, we're getting so much diversity in there i was like dude there is no fucking diversity if you tell if you I don't even need to see a picture of them. I don't need to hear their name. You put a D or an R up there. I will tell you how they will vote. You know what I mean? Like anybody in the house, anybody in the fucking Senate, I'll get it 99 times out of 100. I'll get it right. If you tell me they're a Democrat, I'll tell you what they support. If you tell me they're a Republican, I'll tell you what they support and, and what they don't support. I don't need to see if it's a black woman or a Hispanic man or whatever. It's the D or the R. It's really simple. There's no fucking diversity there. This is all just so fucking stupid. Idiots. Anyway. You're being very binary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is a two-party system. <laughs> and it's producing just fantastic results. How are you guys liking it so far? How you like your choices? <laughs> fucking idiots. All right. Uh, we got to we gotta get out of here pretty soon because we're, we're coming up on... Uh, probably like an hour and a half is it an hour and a half 
I don't know. I, I lose track. Whatever. Yeah. But I got to go do some vacation stuff. I got to go wander around the city a little more. Dude, by the way, Mayans are just fucking cracking me up. Everyone, they're all these like little frumpy people. They're all like under five, five. I'm like ducking under awnings. <laughs> this whole city was built for people under five, seven. And I feel like a goddamn giant now. I, I couldn't imagine you here. You'd be like the tallest person they've ever seen. You fucking lurch walking around. Like I literally have to duck under everything. I'm almost hitting my head on things. You're not even tall. I know I'm not. I'm a fucking giant here though. I'm like well above average height. (laughs) All of these minds, they're all like exactly like they got these round faces, these little frumpy bodies. It's so fucking funny to me. (laughs) Bunch of fucking Oompa Loompas. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'll let you, I haven't decided if I, if I like this, it's a big city, man. There's a lot to kind of look around it's very different from where i've been living in the rest of mexico so the verdict is not in yet but we'll see how it goes i'm going to try to get into some stuff today looks like it's nice and and sunny beautiful day so i'm going to get back to vacation you got anything uh going on anything you want to plug uh not right now um next week i'll have a i'll have a plug next week Okay. Well, I, I just think that everybody should just get out there and vote. It's the most important thing. doesn't matter who you vote for, clearly. <laughs> Even if they can't put a sentence, just go vote. Just go vote. It's so fucking, oh, you're drinking. A, I haven't even had a fucking drink yet. And I'm on vacation. Justin's on vacation too, because his kids aren't there. He gets like one day off. But yeah, I mean, voting, it's like the most sacred thing. Our precious democracy is at stake. It's so precious, too. I mean, just look around at what it's giving you in terms of uh, candidates and outcomes. And yeah, very, very precious. So vote. It is uh, vital to the survival of society. You'll uh, you'll see those those results will bear some fruit in the near future. I guarantee it. And uh, thank you all so very much for listening. Don't forget to um, follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Become a supporting listener of the show. I will be at the Mariposa Mariposa Festival at the end of this month for anybody in the PV area. I will be giving a talk there for about 45 minutes or so, but it's a week uh, weekend long festival. It's the 25th, 26th, and 27th. A lot of interesting things going on over there. Uh, they're doing like all kinds of shit, live music, camping, food, talks. There might be like a paintball or something going on. Yeah, all kinds of crazy shit. So uh, you can come check that out if you want. Promo code FICTION will get you a discount there if you want to buy tickets. That's all I got. Thank you all so very much for listening. We will be back. I don't know when we're going to do another. Today's Thursday, right? When do you want to do another episode? Try to get one midweek. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. 